0: Welcome. Uh, oh hey. What are you buying? I'm uh, buying a great episode of this podcast. What are you selling? So, you know, Jake, I I think we've done this intro before. Well, yeah, I know, Cameron, but I just thought that I'd remake it. Oh. I got gotcha. you.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Welcome back everyone to a very familiar episode of Region Unlocked, and yet completely remade. It's gonna be great. My name's Cameron. And my name's Jake. Today we are recording on May 12th and 13th. Jake, tell me things. How you doing? I'm doing a-okay. Things to tell you, the weather in Japan has been
1: very wishy-washy, meaning it's been super hot, super cold, super rainy sometimes all at the same time. And while that's been very interesting, it's also made me very inclined to stay indoors and play some awesome video games, one of which we're definitely going to be talking about today, so I won't say anything more about that. But overall, things have been great over here in Japan, as usual, because it's awesome, and I guess that's why I'm living here. What about you, Cameron? I've
0: been up to a lot. First off, Attack on Titan, Hooked on that show and been flying through season four and this show like it's good from start to finish but it's crazy how different the show is in season four compared to where it started Uh, it's just been heck of a ride I love it but last night I sat down to finish it it's like all right I got five episodes left let's get through this I'm moving through them and then that last episode comes up and I was like this doesn't feel like a finale. Uh, wait a second, this is a cliffhanger. What's going on? And then down the bottom it says, "Up next, episode one." Like, whoa, 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 whoa what? And uh, <laughs> turns out the show's not over. I did not realize that. Oh dang! And <laughs> major <Magic laughs> was super disappointing. Yeah. Uh, right now, the part one finale is out. So there's two parts, both an hour long. The part one has not been dubbed yet, and that's how I'm watching it. And if you're one of those people who are like, hey, if you aren't watching anime subbed, then you're not a real anime fan. Just so you know, that's how you sound. <laughs> I'm going to watch it how I want. <laughs> and then, the part two doesn't come out till it just says fall 2023. Dang, hmm. that's a long wait. That is. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, this is. You guys want to know how I felt when I saw that the show wasn't all out. This this is how I felt. So Jake, I I just played the uh, the theme song to season four, which uh, hits. (laughs) Hits real hard. Makes you angry.
1: Oh, that's awesome. I'm really happy that you've gotten hooked on that show, though. That's a good show to get hooked on. I need to get back into it as well. It's been a while. Yeah,
0: how far did you watch in? I don't remember. It's been that long. It's crazy that it came out in 2013. So over the course of 10 years, it's only four seasons. And that four seasons not finished.
1: Wow, that's crazy.
0: But that's a good sign. There's still more coming, and that's wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah, so up next, everyone's telling me to watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, so I'll probably get started on that. I know Demon Slayer is still actively coming out. There's five episodes out of season five. I haven't started those yet, but it's been great. Crunchyroll has been a good investment. I'm really glad to hear that.
1: In the world of TV shows, I've actually started one as well. It's nothing new at all. And it's kind of uh, very random, but I've been enjoying it. Uh, Star Trek, the original series. Oh, really? From the 60s, yes. I've been starting from the very beginning there. And it's been actually really fun because it brings back not only memories, but I've been enjoying... Actively seeing, now that I'm smarter than I was, actively seeing (laughs) how storytelling techniques from back then have evolved, because that's a show that definitely relies on story, like Mm -hmm. the character development and kind of what's going on. Obviously, the effects have not aged well at all, (laughs) but that is not uh, the relevant part of it. Star Trek, the original series, it's been good. So what inspired that? Why why did you go back to watching this? Frankly, it was on my recommendations list for Netflix. And oh, yeah? And I was obviously familiar with it in the first place. But I also just... I've always loved science fiction. And I knew that mm-hmm. was a show that I always wanted to start. Obviously, there's like 50 plus years of uh, um, <laughs> stuff Star to catch Trek up content. with. But yeah. like... <laughs> Yeah, just a good science fiction series that has interesting storytelling elements. Mm,
0: That's it. Good. Yeah. Have you watched Lost in Space on Lost Netflix? Lost in Space? No, I have not. It's really good. Hmm, it's, good. Uh, it's It's got a little family cheesiness to it, but overall, it's, it's that good sci-fi. I think you'd like it. Awesome. I'll have to keep that on the bucket list. All right. Other than that, I did tell you the date. It's May 12th, which means... Tears of the Kingdom came out today, and I know everyone, listen, you've probably got some hours logged at this point, and I hope you're enjoying it. Today, I skipped school and got up at 6 a.m., and have basically been playing all day, and I don't know if uh, me sitting on the couch, something had some effect on me, and I feel a little sick right now, so apologies if that's affecting my voice. I also just started Invisalign, so there's a lot going on uh, vocally for me today. But anyway, Tears of the Kingdom is fantastic. I'll just say it is worth it. It is like they took every bit of feedback to heart from Breath of the Wild and just built off of it. And it's Huge And one of my biggest complaints, as you remember in our Breath of the Wild episode, was that other than the shrines, the world kind of felt empty. There wasn't a ton to do outside of the shrines. They added a lot here. There's good side quests. There are tons of caves and just things to discover and explore. So I know I'm going to be playing this for the next year and probably won't find everything in this game
1: So wow, so there's more than just like going to the top of the hill and finding that Korok seed
0: Right, (laughs) okay a lot going on And lots of fun customization like we knew was going to be in it It's great That
1: is awesome I've I've really been considering getting that game or at least it has to be on the next on the list of the next games that i'm going to play
0: So I did get it using the nintendo voucher thing like I was talking about a while ago, where you spend 100 bucks, it gets you two games. So okay. you're saving $30 if one of those games is Tears of the Kingdom. Nice. Sounds good to me.
1: Yeah. Well, as far as video games goes, I've not been playing my Switch recently. I've been playing PS5, specifically Horizon Burning Shores. Oh, Burning Shores. Yeah. How is it? It's fantastic. That is the DLC for Horizon Forbidden West. And Mm -hmm. we all know how amazing, or some of us who've played it, uh, we all know (laughs) how amazing the graphics already are on that game, like some of the Mm -hmm. best I've seen on the PS5. This even improves that. Just, I don't know how it does it, but it does. And it is set in a ruined LA. Mm -hmm. I think that they've added a lot to it, and it's been pretty fun. I've had a hard time putting it down. So if you know anything about Horizon, you love it. This is a great DLC and I recommend it for sure. But the only kicker is that you can only play it after you've beaten the main quest line for the original game. So that also makes the most sense to play it too.
0: Okay. Still good. Yeah, I remember it was a little odd in the first game where you play the... The DLC is built into whatever edition I had. Yeah. And... I didn't Frozen play until after I beat the game. Yes, Frozen Wilds. Uh-huh. And you go there and it start it was actually supposed to happen like before you beat the game. So there's these story elements where you're like trying to learn more about silence. huh Even though you know how it ends with silence. So it's <laughs> like, yeah, you're teaching me stuff that isn't that helpful right now. Um so I'm glad it's epilogue cuz yes. I like to get additional story after I beat the game so awesome maybe yeah. i finally play
1: that game this summer
0: so I, recommend I want to
1: investing your time into horizon <laughs> next
0: <laughs> cool. so much to do would you care or would you kindly poorly describe a game to me Oh, you said, would you kindly? I have to now. Uh, that's right.
1: <laughs> so, yes, let's get a poorly described game in number one, Talking Animals, Dogfight with a Big Monkey.
0: Oh, that's easy. Uh, Star Fox. Star Fox. Ah! Good one.
1: Yes. <laughs> I, I had to make it relevant. I didn't want you to start thinking Donkey Kong, but like, good. Yeah. Nice, nice thought process there.
0: Here is mine for you. A man falls asleep in a futuristic chair while having wild fantasies about killing the Pope. Oh my gosh. God, is this a
1: game that I've played? I think so. Okay. Or at least this franchise. Oh, uh, that's a very poor description. Good job. <laughs> I cannot think of <laughs> a good... I think it's a, actually a too spot on. <laughs> Falls asleep in a futuristic chair. Or bed. Or bed. Okay. And thinks about killing the Pope, something like that. Okay.
0: This seems so obvious.
1: Yeah, it it should and that's the point of this (laughs) game, like it should be horribly obvious when we can't figure it out. Maybe my mind is just in the wrong uh, genre right now because I'm like sifting through different genres and it's hard to sift through all of them at the same time oh Can we narrow it down to platform, please? Three sixty PS three, three sixty PS three. Oh wait, hold on, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh. All right, futuristic bed check. All right, cool. Yep,
0: nice. That yeah, was. I think specifically that's two, where you try to kill the Pope at the end, and then he's like one of the main villains throughout Brotherhood. Yeah. So yeah, that's quite true. Go. All right.
1: Very nice job.
0: Let's get on to uh, Resident Evil 4, the remake. Who would have thought that the original 2005 game could be remade and the remake would stand next to the original? Like... (laughs) <laughs> it's surprising, and it it pulls it off. So, today we're going to talk about just what are our thoughts on this game. Uh, obviously, we're going to dr- draw a lot of comparisons between this and the original, talk about our favorite parts, things like that. So, uh, let's get into it. Yeah. So, Jake, you just finished it. Yeah. Recently. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, I just finished it, like,
1: Maybe a week ago at the most, and I was even playing it last night. It was uh, great. That's just one word to put everything together. <laughs> um, have you noticed it's not the remake, it's the R-E-make? Mm. Isn't that clever? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do like how they like highlight the R and the E. Yeah. So w- when I went into this game... Because I know you'd been hyping it up, and I was like, "Okay, this is a game that we can both get behind because we both love it." I decided to finally bite the bullet, haha, <laughs> and buy it. So um, <laughs> I uh, got it for PS5, of course. And after I got done downloading it, I just thought, "Okay, this is probably going to be a great game." But I'm just—I was expecting like a carbon copy of the original game with mm-hmm. improved graphics because there have been a lot of remakes recently that have been doing that. I was mm-hmm. not expecting a completely different game. Like, this game stands on its own. Yes, mm-hmm. the core components of the main storyline originally are there. But not only that, it adds to it. Yes, Like, when you go through it, there is so much revealing backstory that you find out about the characters and just other things, the whole process. And it just it made it so much more refreshing. So, when I'm mm-hmm. playing this game, I thought, okay, I- I'm just going to, you know... I'm just going to play through it and give Cameron my good impression. It's about this awesome game. (laughs) I was not expecting to be so bogged down by it because this game increased the difficulty quite a bit. You have to really like think with this game, even on normal mode. So Hmm. what I noticed initially is that Leon feels a lot more squishy than he did in the original. And maybe that's just because I've not played the original in a while. Uh, Or maybe it's because when I played the original, it was not only on VR, it was also on the Wii, which really bumped Mm -hmm. up the easy factor. True. But I had to replay that first section so many times because I kept failing and I was getting (laughs) very frustrated. Maybe it's just because I'd already had everything unlocked in previous games, I had to really work my way up to get those weapons upgraded, and really just kind of improve my own coordination for this game to get through it. Sure, it was great, but I was so frustrated at the beginning because I could not get through it quickly, or as quickly as I was expecting. Did you climb the tower? Yes, I did. To hide? <laughs> yes, I did. And of course, it knew that you were going to do that. Of course, the
0: floor falls right through. Like, nope. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, it was. Like they just they played with your expectations throughout this whole game because they know that we loved it so much that we know it inside and out and so I thought it's it's a perfect remake. It might be the best remake ever made because it's not just a remake. It's a bit of a reimagining as well and just making it a brand new experience which I don't think has been really done before. Mm -hmm. So yes, incredible. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to disagree with you on difficulty. Maybe (laughs) it's because I had already done a couple run throughs on RE3 remake right before this came out. I mean, I was more in the zone, but I don't think I died from combat at all. I think I only died from like being caught off guard on things where I, I wasn't prepared like, let's say, the part where the village chief is chasing you, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of people in front of you. I think I blew up Ashley with a barrel on accident. Oops. So, that was most of my deaths, was actually accidentally getting Ashley killed. Ah, uh,
1: I see. Yeah, that happened to me a lot, too, in the castle when I ran out of ammo. But... uh mm. Mm. you know what I really liked about this game is obviously they've got the same like plot points and everything. And the dialogue has been changed up. They kept the bingo line. Yes. <laughs> I was just hoping <laughs> say the line, say the line, say the line. Where's
0: everyone going? Bingo. Yes. Leon said it. <laughs> Which is funny for how much campiness they cut out. Yep. Uh, that they kept that in. And yep. Yes. I'm glad they did.
1: Yeah. Uh, absolutely.
0: Speaking of that beginning part that you kept dying on here's a fun (laughs) fact you i don't think you can do it on the first run through but on your second run through if you have a sniper Mm -hmm. you can just shoot the church bell before the fight even starts wow and it just triggers that scene
1: i see well they think lord sadler's ringing the bell hmm yeah very interesting where's everyone going bingo Uh, I will have to keep that in mind because I've been running through it again on hardcore difficulty. Yeah, but it's a lot easier this time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> What's your
1: <laughs> your main pistol that you've been sticking with? Oh, the red nine. Red nine is beast, dude. Yes, it is. Like if you have the patience to upgrade that and actually get the spinels to get the stock, holy mm-hmm. cow, you are set. And that was my main also in the original game. It's great.
0: Yeah, I never did. I think it's because I was like, oh, this takes up too much inventory. I don't want to deal with this. And maybe the max upgrade wasn't as strong in the original. I don't remember. But Red 9 is awesome. I used to always just stick with, like, I think it's Punisher you get for hitting all the blue plates. Mm -hmm. And then I would upgrade to Blacktail. And then that was it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Punisher,
1: I've never really been a fan of. It's not that strong, and it's accurate, and it's got, uh, I guess, like, what was the higher increase for uh, headshots or whatever? Mm. Something like that, higher percentage for critical, but that's about it, and I never really enjoyed it, but yeah, that's been my main go-to, I guess. Did you get the Bolt Thrower? I did, but I never used it.
0: Yeah, I didn't either, (laughs) and... I'd seen articles like when this came out where they're saying, oh, you have to get this new gun. It's so great because it's you can replenish your ammo. I hate it. It's weak. It has a slow reload and its aim is like so floaty that I was missing shots. That I was like, I'm pretty sure that was a shot. Like, I'm pretty sure I aimed that right. And so I was like, "Nope, sell this. This sucks.
1: Pretty much. I I tried to give it a chance because I know they were encouraging you to use it even in the game. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I found it useful for was attaching the mines to right. the bolts. Because otherwise, it's just it just slowed the enemies down. It didn't actually do any damage, it felt like. Mm-hmm. That was uh, a thing, for sure. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about the story. Now that we've kind of mm-hmm. talked a little bit about how we felt about the game. By the way, I did like the game a lot. So much. Very much. Because I was saying, like,
0: oh, it was so tough. I still like the game a lot. That was just the initial <laughs> reaction. But before we go on, I had said a while ago that I still feel like this and the original stand on their own to where I could still play the original and and not be like, oh, this isn't as good as the new one. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think I could
1: still go back and play the original just because it's a different game. Yeah. It feels different enough to where I could still replay the original and have it feel like I'm not just playing some clone. Right. You know, or stick with one or the other. Yep, that would actually require me getting out the old dusty Wii or old system and using it.
0: Well, I've got. I it mean, to get the VR one.
1: Mind. Yeah, it's true. It's just a little bit different on the VR. It's still really good, it's though. True. All right. So, story, you say? Yeah, let's talk about that story, especially in comparison to the previous game.
0: You'll have to lead a bit because I uh, just skipped cutscenes on my last two playthroughs. So it's, <laughs> it was only my oh, first last playthrough <laughs> that I remember. Yeah so i guess story w- the story is
1: about well if you don't know the president's daughter gets kidnapped uh and then you as leon are you have to go to i think spain to uh get her and then you get locked into this town of uh people who have this virus that has been it's resident evil it's resident evil so what? and then of course <laughs> I think we need somehow to explain it too much and somehow umbrella is involved so that's what? the uh, yeah what right But when I was playing through this game, I felt a lot more engrossed in what was actually happening Mm -hmm. because I felt that the dialogue was better. Yes. Significantly better. It felt a lot more natural, a lot more realistic. And the reactions were not cheesy quips. They were real. And Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that. That definitely helped with the updated graphics. Mm -hmm. I felt more engrossed in it. So, like, I was more invested in Luis, say, the researcher. Luis is great. Yeah, and he actually helps you more in this game. Yes, they have him in so much more. And what I also appreciated about the story with this game is that there were so many more items and files that you could find scattered throughout that Mm -hmm. revealed so much more backstory about the characters and kind of the motives behind what was going on. Like, for instance, I really loved seeing all of, like, notes and stuff Regarding Salazar in the castle, yeah, and talking about how he got involved with this and the past and all of his ancestors and how they, how each one brought a certain thing to the table and created the castle in such a way that fit their personality, it justified the zaniness of the castle first of all, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it made me not sympathize with Salazar, but kind of like feel sorry for him. He wasn't just like kind of a little chipmunk who was squeaky (laughs) and annoying like in the last game right this game made him more of like almost like a victim like just someone i felt sorry for someone who was taken in and turned into something that he shouldn't have been is that that makes sense
0: because i know the the past salzars they were all protecting yeah the las palagas below yeah they didn't want that to get out but he is the one who turned yes and gave it to salazar or to
1: uh sadler uh, yeah but it wasn't just a it, but just knowing his backstory it didn't just it, it feel like he was an annoying little dude it just it felt like he was
0: someone who like he had legitimate motives and not just a cartoon villain exactly like he was more complex then does that make sense yeah yeah i got you
1: and same with sadler and all the other characters i guess um But he was just an example I wanted to
0: share. Yeah. So let's back up. I want to look at just all the characters. Let's start with Ashley. Is she better? Is she worse? Is she the same? What do you think about the new Ashley? I like the new Ashley. I thought her
1: character was, of course, more complex. And she didn't feel like a burden. She felt like she could take care of herself. And I guess her intelligence showed a lot more in this game. Like... The way she talked with Leon and the way they worked together as opposed to just her, you know, y- using the traditional Ashley quote, help me, Leon. <laughs> help! Yeah, she could take <laughs> care of herself in this game. And that's what I appreciated. The co- The conversations with her
0: were intelligent. Yeah. Okay. I- I've done myself a disservice of, <laughs> again, I skipped so many <laughs> cutscenes after playing it the first time that now I'm struggling to remember a lot of it. But my lasting impression was that although she seems more like an actual college human, Mm -hmm. I don't know, there just wasn't as much personality to her. Like, just not as memorable. Not to say that original Ashley is good for being memorable. Mm. (laughs) She's super annoying. But (laughs) I don't know, I just feel like the original Ashley you actually spend more time with her. The, this one, I feel like you kept losing her so often that they were just taking her mm. out of bigger chunks of the game. Oh, and yeah. And I don't know. Interesting. It's it's like, yes, she, she is better, but more forgettable, I feel like. Okay, I see.
1: I wonder how that would uh, be with someone who's not played the original, like if they would feel the same way, because we come from a background of knowing about her from this previous game right i didn't even think about that but now i am like she doesn't seem as memorable she's just kind of a (laughs) another don't don't let me
0: influence your opinions
1: my opinion has changed cameron thanks a lot (laughs) (laughs) all right then uh tell me about ada ada i liked ada in this game better yeah Uh, i know that there were some issues with or some people had issues with her voice acting, but I thought it was quite sufficient. I didn't have any issues with that at all. Yeah. She did not seem like some comical, you know, sly villain who's gonna, you know, tempt the uh, tempt Leon like she was the in the original. sexy
0: femme fatale.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, that didn't really seem like the vibe she gave off. True. She also seemed to have more heart. She wasn't just some cold character or some, you know, simple villain because she did have this past with Leon and in this game, it seemed like she was more fleshed out to the point where her emotions influenced her decisions with what happened with Leon up to the very end. No spoilers, but uh, we know that she did something very good. She wasn't just some villain like we think she is.
0: Yeah. And and that was something we didn't see in the original was her... I guess, change of heart at the end. But I don't know. I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. (laughs) A little bit. Like, I did like her, and I went into this knowing that people were complaining about her voice acting.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I was like, that's stupid. I'm sure it's fine. It did get to me. I just... Oh, yeah? I thought so much of her delivery was just so... Just sleepy. I don't know. Just like... Leon, uh, you got to get out of there or I don't, I don't want to help you with this. I don't know. Obviously, I, I can't you. remember anything she says, <laughs> <with> her tone, her <laughs> but I just I thought there was no fluctuation, anything dynamic about the way she delivered any lines. I thought she delivered everything exactly the same throughout the entirety of the game. Okay. And again, I went into it like, oh, let's give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure it's fine, but it bothered me. That's that's fair.
1: Maybe I'm just an optimist. I, I took that personally, because I know what you're talking about. I took that as just kind of the character that she was supposed to be. That lent yeah. itself to her, I guess, coldness, and to how we're not really supposed to be attached to her. She's just kind of, you know, the, the cold-hearted spy who comes in and tries to thwart Leon's efforts.
0: That's how True. I interpreted it. But, like, again, art is subjective, right? Yeah, and... And she's playing off of the Ada that we saw in the Resident Evil 2 remake. And yes, you're right. I think that does kind of fit that character, that arc. But I'm just comparing it in my head to what we see in the original. And she's just so much more lively in the original. And that's what I was missing. And and I don't even think that the original, her, was, was that, like, over the top or like playing into the sexiness that she supposedly conveys. I thought it was just, she was just a fun character. And so Mm. this was a step back and that's because I was comparing it. So maybe if you don't have that comparison, it was fine, but I think that's where the negativity was coming from.
1: You can stop right there, Leon. Leon.
0: Wouldn't make me use this, would you? Well, after six
1: years, that is one hell of a greeting, Ada. You don't seem surprised.
0: Interesting.
1: (laughs) Try using knives next time. Better for close encounters.
0: Not a bad move. Very smooth.
1: So who are you working for this time?
0: Oh, Leon. You know I don't work in town. Leave the girl.
1: She's lost no matter what. You walk away now, and who knows? Maybe you'll live to meet me again. And then I might get you that greeting you were looking for. You think I'm gonna give up that easy? How about we continue this discussion another time? Well, what about Luis? Let's talk about him.
0: Yeah, Luis <laughs> was a big change, and I'm surprised that I ended up liking him more because I loved him already. They changed his look quite a bit, dialed back his uh, ladies' man persona, <laughs> but they have him stick along a lot further through the story where he goes on the minecart ride with you, which uh-huh. I thought the minecart ride is, was better. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot more. It was you know more quickly paced, very mm-hmm. uh, Donkey Kong 64 reminiscent. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I was thinking the same thing. But yeah, you go through that with him and then you fight the two Elegantes together. Ah, mm. uh, yeah. That was surprising because that fight, it, it comes out of nowhere because you, you're like, oh, I didn't, didn't think Luis was going to be with me at this part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was... Th- with you a lot longer
1: than in the original and it made you feel for him a lot more Mm -hmm. you know not just some researcher who died like in the first one and then you yell lewis no it 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 was a lot more hard when he did finally go and uh leon finally (laughs) did give him the smoke like oh my gosh my (laughs) heart (laughs) strings
0: holy cow yeah when you fought the two el gigantes yeah how'd you do it Did you kill them both or did you drop one through the lava? I dropped one in the lava. I knew that that
1: was possible in the original and Mm. I worked for it because the El Gigantes, they know not to step in the lava when you're opening it. So you have to Mm -hmm. get them stunned on top of the giant trapdoor first. And that took some time, but it did not feel like a chore. That battle did not feel like unnecessarily hard. It just felt, it felt fine. It felt mm-hmm. like just a challenge, and Luis was there, so it helped
0: for sure. Yeah, he's good at distracting the the armored while you take on the other one. Absolutely. I killed them both because the first time I Ooh. pulled the trapdoor and saw that they were dodging it, uh-huh. uh, I was like, uh, oh, well. I <laughs> <laughs> just got to take them out. And I was very sparing with my magnum throughout this game, uh-huh. where I always had a lot of magnum ammo for boss fights. And did very well because of that. That's good to be sparing with that. I,
1: I hardly found any Magnum ammo. And I didn't even buy any. I just spent all of my efforts and resources upgrading the Red 9 and the uh, shotgun. Yeah. And it worked.
0: So speaking of Louise, he meets his end differently. This time, instead of being killed by Sadler, he goes mm-hmm. down by Krauser. And yep. Krauser's dramatically changed. Well, kind of where they add a lot more backstory to him personally i still didn't really follow his backstory because i just don't care i don't think he's interesting at all (laughs) so it's just like okay you got some history together where you fought in this battle and uh, all of your men died and it was like someone's fault and Mm -hmm. that you've lost me (laughs) yeah it was uh it made
1: it a little nicer though yeah, you've got this infected war colonel, or what? what's his rank? I don't know. But he trained Leon. Right. And when he, uh, Krauser did finally go, it, it was a little stronger. It yes. wasn't just like good riddance. It was more yes, complex. You're right. And the way Leon even like honored him when he went, mm-hmm. it was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> yeah, this story change.
0: You're not wrong. Uh, what do you think about the replacement of the knife fight? Uh, how do you mean replacements? So it used to be a whole quick time event cutscene. Oh, yeah, yeah. I and liked it. now it's it. an actual knife fight.
1: Yes, the knife fighting worked really well because it was like you had to essentially play like sword fight mechanics where you dodge, parry, block, uh-huh. that kind of thing. And it worked. It was better than a quick time because quick time events I've, I've never really liked just because they're like... You anticipate them and it's just, it, it makes me kind of on edge. Yeah. Nah, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> a knife's so, edge. Knife's edge. I liked it. It felt more dynamic and it felt like you were a lot more in control.
0: Mm-hmm. You, Yeah, that's for sure. You know, Resident Evil 4, the original, pretty much pioneered the quick time events or at least made them really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I will always love that Krauser fight. Because it's just a boss fight of QuickTime events, and it's a really cool fight. So I will say that while I don't miss QuickTime, I do miss the cinematics of that fight initially. True. If you want to make it cinematic without the QuickTime events,
1: you can't get in a stuck in a corner and make the camera right. go wonky. You have to be out <laughs> in the middle. That's true. You do have to control that, huh? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. You're right. That part is nice with the quick time events, how dramatically the angle works on the rails.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, was there any other character differences you wanted to talk about? I guess besides Leon and Sadler, I think
1: Sadler, he seemed pretty normal, like pretty standard from his previous one, except the voice was quite different. Mm-hmm. I thought Leon was better, obviously, in this game because of his... Updated dialogue, sure, but for the most part, still the still the same. Yeah, or same or Sadler, same floppy hair, nineteen ninety seven haircut.
0: <laughs> so yeah, then then Salazar was he was fine. Uh, I was surprised how much more normal he seemed compared <laughs> to the original. And I loved right before that boss fight with him when he's griping and Leo's just like enough of this and just shoots him in the face. It's <laughs> like yes, more games should do this. Just quit yes. letting the villain's monologue. No more
1: monologuing. Oh my gosh, it's so true. I love it. Yeah, you're right. I I like that. And I guess it's not really a character difference, but I really did appreciate the different shooting gallery and how it was a lot more fun in this game.
0: Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah, I like that too. Uh which yeah, we've just skipped over the merchant. Oh yeah. Yeah, the merchant, the most important character. <laughs> He's a little different. They cleaned up his over-the-top accent a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. He's a bit more of a normal Australian. Yeah. But they got rid of a lot of his iconic lines, which... They did. ...was disappointing. And he kept repeating, Gun rhymes with fun. Oh. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like every time I ran into a room he was in, it's like, okay, yep, you got one new line and you're saying it a lot. Gun rhymes with
1: fun for a reason. And then it gets cut off every time because I just want to sell my stuff and go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the classic character where all of his lines get cut off because you just want to quickly sell and grab stuff and get out of there. But yeah. th- they paid tribute to him nicely in this game. He yeah. was similar but different. <laughs> Gun rhymes with fun for a reason, stranger. (laughs) That's that's all I'll say about that. And this (laughs) new shooting gallery is a blast. No pun Mm -hmm. intended. I mean, in this game, or in this uh, case, yes, pun intended. Uh, It was a lot more fun, and it was just the theming made it less boring. I like the, you know, cheesy pirate theme and the sea shanty vibe. Mm and the bottle
0: caps associated with that or
1: the keychains i should
0: say yeah those were actually pretty cool
1: yeah where you
0: could attach a little keychain to your attache case and they'd have little buffs like the one i was running with uh gave me an extra chance to craft more shotgun ammo than normal whenever i craft ammo so yeah stuff like those by inserting the tokens which can be unlocked by
1: doing well in the shooting gallery
0: I don't want to go crazy talking about story. Uh, Let's just talk about the differences, the the stuff that shocked you, really, as you're going through it, and you're like, whoa, that is way different. (laughs) Stuff that shocked me, (laughs) aside from those uh, Ganados
1: at the end with the uh, stun batons. um, No. Uh, So, mm, all right, differences. Besides the graphics, which are incredible in this game, it Mm -hmm. made it feel a lot grittier and just creepier. Uh, More foreboding, if you will. Yeah. The original game, I mean, yeah, it was great at the time, but looking back, everything was kind of the same. Same color palette, same kind of gray feeling, Mm -hmm. depending on where you were at. Uh, I think what stuck out as significantly different for me in this game was just the fluidity of the gameplay.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: I feel like it was a lot easier to move around, and turning around was easier. The strategies from the enemies they were a lot stronger meaning they would like ambush you you wouldn't you couldn't just uh trail a whole group they would ambush mm-hmm. you from both sides so that would give sure. an
0: extra bit of challenge what about you so i'll say going through the village one of the biggest changes they made here is the lake so oh after yeah. you fight to lago it opens up to this kind of semi open world section where you get the boat and you've got to go find some puzzle pieces around the perimeter of the lake. And that was not there at all previously. And so I thought that was a really cool addition. And, you know, they, they just kind of changed the order of things or changed the reason you were in certain places and was always just keeping you on your toes in ways that I, I wasn't expecting. So there was that. Just I, That was a cool point of the game. It's like rainy, it's dark. You're boating around the lake. Uh, And then also the boss fight with the village chief, you know, it starts off with him pursuing you and this like quick escape that you have to do. And that was really tense. And then you're like, okay, second to breathe. And then boom, the boss fight starts. It's like, this is not at all where this boss fight was supposed to be. I didn't ride the gondola down and, (laughs) and and (laughs) snipe the people on gondolas. And that was so surprising. And, you know, his eye was just treasure. It wasn't a key to open up the castle doors.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just little differences like that. Yeah. So one thing I did notice that I, it's a silly thing to nitpick. I feel like even though this game is still gory and disgusting, they toned it down in transformations of bosses where they kind of happen off screen.
1: So oh. you don't see
0: the village chief. You don't see his spine stretch out and his Cinespeed ribs, you know. It's uh-huh. just he pops out of the flames already transformed.
1: And ah. I noticed
0: that was very similar with the Sadler boss fight, too, is you don't see, like, the eye come out of his mouth and his, like, head explode. And I know that's all silly. And, and maybe because, you know, graphically, that just takes a lot more yeah. to animate for the creators but still it was like why are they toning this down when it's still disgusting
1: mm, mm, that's true y- you know that's an interesting that's an interesting point that you bring up because i've always thought that when you do see the transformation it looks really really cheesy oh really because like yeah it, you know it's, it's such a complex and dramatic transformation that when you actually see it it's like eh is that realistic but when um <laughs> like say You pull the uh, curtain in front, and boom! There it's it's just there. It's like, oh, okay. I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt. It looks different for a reason, and I'm gonna leave that reason up to chance and my imagination. That's (laughs) how I've always approached that. Like the actual transformations have always just looked cheesy to me. So maybe they did it for a different reason, but I appreciated the change.
0: Mm.
1: Well, Mm. agree, disagree? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And that's why we're discussing it. Disgusting it. Oh gosh! I want to quickly point out the the contracts about this game, like the shooting contracts that you get. Yeah. What oh. What do you think about yeah, those? Yeah, the,
0: the side quest. Yeah. Yeah, I really, really liked that. The way they made spinels a upgrade currency or like a special item thing, and gave you more to do than just that one Punisher plate hunt that you had mm-hmm. in the original. There's plate hunts <laughs> all throughout, and just yep. silly little things. And some of them were like some really cool side quests where like you have to go kill the like super mutated dog or the mm-hmm. giant suit of armor in the basement. Yeah. I thought that was really cool, gave it some extra reason to explore. Yeah, for sure. It worked for me. The the plate hunts by the way, uh they're
1: plates that are like in the different levels and you have to shoot them from a distance and they're usually a little bit hard to see. And that's that's what the plate hunt is that we're talking about when you get the spinels is how do you spell spinel Sp- whatever it is i always yeah. pronounce it spinal for the longest oh. time because that's how you pronounce it the first time i watched this game you're like hey it's a spinal you were showing me this game when you first got it what? like way back in the day yep and you were i never treasure. remember
0: saying it that way <laughs> you
1: said spinal you did but it's huh. like a little gem that you get yeah <laughs> yep so ever since then but now i know it's spinal. So, good points about the game so far. I want to talk a little bit about the sound design in this game. Okay. Obviously, in the original, you had really creepy music, really foreboding music. In this game, it was different for me. How so? I felt like the music and the sound and all the sound effects in this game were perfect. They were very dramatic. And Mm -hmm. uh, especially during the boss fights, I felt like the epic sweeping orchestral scores were a perfect addition to what was already a dramatic fight. Mm-hmm. And that's what made them very memorable in this case. But I don't think it was as creepy as the original game. I feel like the music and the sound design in the original game were a lot creepier for some reason. I have not been yeah. able to put my finger on why, though.
0: Have you noticed no, that? No, you're, you're absolutely right. Now that I think about it, uh, especially in the village when it's raining, uh-huh. it's the most foreboding music in, in the original. People can hear, it. I'm playing it right now, that it just gave me such a sense of dread that I never got while playing this.
1: Absolutely. Another good example of that is in the original game, I can think of two specific times. One of them is when Ashley is in the Undercroft of the castle, and the other is when you're exploring the lab in the later part of the game. Uh Those are the two creepiest parts of the entire game that have not been matched even by this remake.
0: Well, I feel like it just can't be because... We have our expectations and they couldn't vary from them very much. Hmm. You know, for one, if you have played eight, we've already got our peak scares <laughs> in House of Benaviento, as I talk about all the time. Yep. And we know this can't match it. So, yeah, let's talk about those two moments because those are the scariest parts in the game. Mm-hmm. Could they have done more? more scariness throughout. I'm kind of surprised they didn't when they, you know, <laughs> they started having Leon do like some hallucination stuff when he's getting really, really infected. Uh-huh. It's like, ah, we could have, they could have gone via evento with some weird hallucinations, but yeah, whatever. So <laughs> the first part you were saying was the part where you're playing as Ashley. Yeah. Is it scarier? It's kind of I just the like, same.
1: It, yeah. It was similar. In many regards, in the remake, it felt a lot more dramatic and a lot more just epic. Like, oh, this is cool. I love the, the aesthetic and the knights that are following you. But in the original, it was like, I don't know, I, f- I felt a lot more tensed
0: up. Like, what's going to happen? It felt a lot darker for some reason. Yeah, well, in you couldn't defend against the knights in the original. Now, your blue light mm. freezes them in place,
1: that giving you true. a little more
0: power. Yeah, those
1: knights would also chase you at the very end after you solved that final puzzle with Ashley. And also, you'd have to dodge them with quick time events, which made it even mm-hmm. more tense. So,
0: that yeah. might have been part
1: of it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but... The differences. I, yeah. Some, so much of it is just based off of our own nostalgia of it, but... That's true. You're right. <laughs> and so, then the next scary part is coming across the Regenerators for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I thought they did as well the job as they could at trying to make this scarier because Uh regardless of proximity, you can always hear that breathing that they're doing. Yep. There's one point where you turn the corner and see it kind of rush by in the darkness. Yep. So it was building well. You also had to like switch the power to turn lights on and off throughout the area. But Mm -hmm. what got me the most is when you get into the freezer... (laughs) You know you're about to get cornered by one, and you know the infrared scope is in that safe. Nope. They moved the infrared scope, so it is not in there. You don't get it until like the next room. Instead, it's just a machine gun. It was like, oh my gosh, this is such a tight space, and I'm not allowed to actually zoom in on the parasites in its body. (laughs) I'm just going to have to blast and blast and blast and blast and hope that I kill it. So. That when that happened, I was, that was terrified. <laughs> that
1: co- that corner, that very tight confined space where you're having to dodge, up to two regenerators, that was awful. I agree. <laughs> and to only see that little SMG that you pick up out of the case, I was really expecting the infrared. Oh, you really can't do anything until you get that infrared scope. Yeah. They just, it,
0: it, you can't stop them. Other scary parts: the fight with verduga comes completely out of nowhere that's uh, salazar's right hand oh yeah oh but the strategy for him was the same it was Having
1: to, yeah get those um liquid nitrogen tanks and freeze them up did you kill him or did you escape up the elevator before you could i got him i had nice. to fight him and yeah. i didn't care how much uh ammo i was wasting i thought Man, this treasure is going to be worth it, and I cannot bring myself to just, you know, not do anything and dodge right. the whole time. <laughs> I felt motivated. That's a hard fight, though. Like That's is. like a separate boss fight. I mean, it is a boss fight. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> a boss fight with a non-main character, for sure.
0: Okay. Speaking of boss fights, two of them are gone. One is only kind of gone because it was optional to begin with. Back When you had to pick between the Eligante or the Chainsaw Sisters in the original, oh, now it's yep. just Chainsaw Sisters, which I was mm-hmm. fine with. And then ultimately, I was happy that they cut it the U3, which you remember one who was I'm that? talking about. It's the one where U3. you have to drop those like shipping containers down into the abyss as it chases. Oh, the um, other right hand guard for Salazar. No. The other right hand joins in with Salzar in the original. Oh. In the wall.
1: I I know the
0: boss fight you're talking about. Yep.
1: Okay. (laughs) I know which one you're talking
0: about. It's in the caves. Yeah. So that's not in this game. And in the moment, I was relieved because I always dreaded that fight. Mm -hmm. Because racing against the clock and in, in such a tight space, it always got to me, regardless of how many times I've played that game. And I did not want to do it. <laughs> it's like, this is going to be even scarier and I'm, I'm not prepared. And then it just doesn't happen. And then in hindsight, it's like, ah, I would have liked to see what that fight would have been. Why'd they cut that? Replaced with exposition for Krauser. Yeah, no I suppose so. I mean, ultimately, I feel like this game got so well, just kind of streamlined where it all felt very cohesive. From beginning to end. And I always felt in the original that it felt like three incredibly distinct sections Mm -hmm. between all those levels with the island feeling like a completely different game almost. Mm. You know, even the music, it's gotten rid of the the spookiness of the village and the castle. And that's just kind of this upbeat, (laughs) just (laughs) strange music. And and so this, I felt like it, it all mixed together very well. And I ultimately liked, I think I liked the castle the most out of the three. What do you think? The castle was pretty awesome. I enjoyed
1: it as well. I don't know if I had a favorite part, but I can agree with the cohesiveness of it. Like it all just kind of flowed together as one game, one Mm -hmm. gigantic map, if you will. Mm -hmm. I did. I really did enjoy the castle though. I don't know if there was one that really stuck out to me. It all felt good. I did like the lake as well. The
0: whole open world aspect of that. That was a big highlight. So then the only other major difference I can really think of is the fact that the boss fight with Salazar is completely different. Yeah. You're moving around. He's a very mobile blob. He's not Mm -hmm. mounted to the wall, but you still killed him the same way, essentially. More or less. And I loved his uh, dramatic
1: monologuing about comparing it to the theater. Like setting the stage for the (laughs) final fight. Like, oh, this is epic. And the epic uh, choral sweeping orchestra in the background
0: is great. It is an epic fight. So then lastly, just the boss fight with Sadler. I didn't like as much. I didn't think it was very fun. They got rid of being able to swing the cranes at him to down him. Mm -hmm. And instead, you just have to aim with those eyeballs on his knees. Yeah. And I thought that was very hard to do because especially after you hit those first two that, you know, are facing you, the ones on the back of him were really hard to hit. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was just kind of throwing ammo at him and then all of a sudden he's dead. It was like, wait, I... I didn't. I couldn't tell if I was close or not. Like that just, it felt kind of messy. It did for me
1: too. I feel like the developers tried to compensate by adding a lot more room where you can chase him and he can chase you. Yeah. But it did frustrate me how every time you were like trying to fight him, it was just like, oh, let's bring in another swarm of enemies to try and uh, yeah. encroach you while you, it's like, come on, that was more of a nuisance to me. And every time that happened, I just got so frustrated. Like, really? Seriously? It's like, just let this end. Exactly. Leon was sharing the frustrations. Every time a giant swarm of something came at you in the game, Leon would be like, seriously? Or like, really? For real? Or every time it would come back alive again? It was like, yes, Leon, you know exactly how I feel right now. Getting frustrated. (laughs) He would always vocalize that and it was great. So, at least uh, Leon was there with me.
0: (laughs) Well, I think we have gone on long enough, Jake. Still, there's a lot more differences we could discuss, but... For the most part, that's it. It is a absolutely incredible remake, and I'm so happy that it exists. I do wonder, do they bother with 5? Probably not. It's probably (laughs) way too racially charged at this point to to remake that game. It'd have to be a lot different. But
1: yeah, this is a really good discussion, and I recommend this remake to anyone who's A fan of horror games and is okay with uh, a lot of gore and a lot of disturbing violence. (laughs) Because that is a uh, big part of this game.
0: But great story. So, uh, I've got nothing else to say. But if you do, email us at podcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram. Until then, my name's Cameron. And my name's Jake. And have an
1: awesome, spooky week. (laughs) Minasan, sayangurao.